0: The interesting thing about ego is that you... Egos tend to play in, in extremes. And I think that's why having a relationship with your ego is so important. Because egos tend to be in extremes, right? It's either I'm the shit or I'm really shit. There's no in between, do you see what I mean? It's either I'm the best of the best or I'm the worst of the worst. It's either I have a good or I have it bad. like, it's, that's ego. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so, so much. I mean that, thank you. I know you've got a busy schedule and yet you still make time to listen to this podcast every single week. You make the time, you make the effort, you make the commitment towards your self-growth because that's what we're here for. I appreciate you for listening to me talk, share, sometimes even waffle, (laughs) sometimes even ramble. But hopefully amongst all of that, you're getting takeaways and learnings and practical tips and advice on how you can level up your own self-growth journey. And that's what we're here for, for self-growth. So I want to thank you because you're giving me your time. But also thanking you because you're giving yourself the time to focus on your growth. Thank you. Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe. Leave us a review. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world for the podcast. It helps us grow quicker, better and bigger. Now, today's episode is about ego. Everyone has an ego, but not everyone understands their ego. Let me say that one again. Everyone has an ego, but not everyone understands their ego. And this is the honest truth. We tend to look at ego as a bad thing. We look at it as if it's a negative. Whereas, often, as it is with everything else in our lives, it's not binary, it's a spectrum. And it can be constructive and destructive, depending on the context. Everything is context-dependent. There's no such thing as positive-negative, strength-weakness. There's things that can be perceived as positive and negative. Or strengths and weaknesses depending on the context and ego is one of them most of us do not have a relationship with our own ego which is why most of us don't understand it we think it's this bad thing that is slowing us down in our lives and in many regards that can be true there are situations where your ego gets in the way There are situations where your ego is slowing you down it's holding you back but equally there are also situations where your ego is pushing you harder it's making you work more it's making you do more and it's making you be more and that's constructive that's positive so as always there's two sides to a coin and Today I want to talk about, first of all, what is the ego, and then secondly, I want to give you five reasons as to why and how the ego that you have can be constructive and positive. And then I also want to give you five reasons as to why and how your ego can be destructive and negative. So first, let's start with the definition of ego. Ego is a psychological term that usually refers to a person's sense of self, identity, and self-esteem. We're talking about a representation of one's perception of oneself, and the importance, and this is the big thing here, is the importance that one then places on their own worth and abilities. That's what ego is in a nutshell. That's the book definition that is the definition out there, right? So it's effectively just a psychological term that we use to define a person's sense of self and identity that can represent and does represent your own perception of yourself and the importance you place on your own worth and abilities. Right? So Just by the definition, there's no negativity attached to it. There's no destructiveness attached to the definition. The definition by itself seems pretty good. The problem comes in how you use your ego, how you navigate your ego and the relationship you have with your ego. That's where the problem comes from. We don't have a problem from having an ego. We have a problem from misusing our ego. Let me say that one again. We don't have a problem from having an ego. We have a problem from misusing our ego. Now, here's five reasons that I want to talk about and discuss with you on how having an ego can be useful, can be productive, can be helpful and needed. Self-confidence. Surprising, right? But self-confidence is one of them. Because a healthy And I want to emphasize that healthy ego can provide individuals with a sense of self-assurance, a sense of self-belief in your own abilities, which naturally contributes towards higher levels of self-confidence. That's a straight equation. The higher your sense of self-assurance and the higher your self-belief in your abilities the higher your levels of self-confidence. And when you think about self-confidence, you know that there's a spectrum of utilities that that brings, right? Having high levels of self-confidence is gonna help you in pursuing your goals, in taking risks, in facing challenges. And the ego plays a big part in this. Equally, we're talking about wanting to go about your day-to-day life and not being stopped or blocked from the lack of self-confidence. So think about situations in your life where your ego has helped you move through situations, overcome obstacles. And you'll notice that there are times in your life where that has happened. And even though you didn't realize that it was driven by ego because it was generating self-confidence, motivation and ambition. There is a certain level of ego that can drive individuals to strive for success, to achieve goals, to do more, to feel more, to be more, to become more, and to seek personal growth, professional growth, business growth, to seek the growth overall for your life. There's a certain level of ego that is necessary. In fact, I'd wage to bet that everything that you've achieved in your life that you consider to be major had to have involved a certain level of ego. And that's okay. That's You need that drive to success, to strive, to do more, to be more, to get your life in order. You need ego. You need a certain level of it. Right. That's the thing about ego is you need it. It's not like... You don't need it. You need it. It's just about how you use it. And so as a result, it serves you in being a driving force to continuously improve, to continuously accomplish more and more in all facets of your life. Assertiveness. Your ego. And again, I'm talking about having a healthy ego, and a healthy relationship with your ego, can enable you to express yourself assertively. Not aggressively, assertively, right? Because when you have a healthy degree of ego, you're able to express yourself in a way that is assertive, but clear, in a way that allows you to voice your truest opinions, and stand up for your rights and your beliefs, right? It can help you with so many things in life, from effective communication, to negotiation, to even maintaining and enforcing and setting personal boundaries. And I just released an episode on boundaries recently. Go check that one out. But the point here is, notice how it has to be a healthy ego that can help you express yourself assertively. If it's unhealthy, you express yourself Arrogantly. And that's the difference. Resilience. When you have a resilient ego, it can assist individuals in bouncing back from setbacks. Think about it this way. When you failed, I'm talking about big failures, and you've had to get back on track, you had to come back to, you know, make a setback into a comeback instead of a step back. Ego was involved. Again, we don't realize this, but ego was involved. You need it so that you can bounce back from setbacks and failures and criticism. You need that, because it provides you with the strength. It provides you with the determination. It provides you with the strength needed to persevere and the determination required to keep pushing to the challenges while still maintaining that well-balanced, positive, can-do attitude mindset. It's needed. Individuality and self-expression. When you have a balanced ego, keyword balanced, it allows you to embrace your unique qualities to express your creativity, to cultivate your identity, there's a sense of self-expression that gets fostered. There's a sense of authenticity that gets fostered, which obviously leads you to personal fulfillment. It means you to meaningful contributions. You having a balanced ego allows you to express yourself and express your best self in great ways. Remember what I said earlier, ego isn't good or bad. Ego can be good and bad, dependent on the context. And, you know, the interesting thing about ego is that you... Egos tend to play in in extremes. And I think that's why having a relationship with your ego is so important. Because egos tend to be in extremes. Right? It's either, I'm the shit, or I'm really shit. There's no in-between, do you see what I mean? It's either I'm the best of the best or I'm the worst of the worst. It's either I have it good or I have it bad. Like it's That's ego. It's always working in extremes. And when you have a relationship with your ego, you move across that spectrum accordingly. Now, that leads me to my next point, which is there are reasons and there are ways in which An unchecked ego or an excessive ego can be destructive. And that's what we know it most from. We know ego to be destructive more than we know it to be constructive. But I just gave you five reasons and five ways and how's on how your ego can be productive and constructive. But now let me talk about the destructive side of it because there is a massive destructive side to it. Arrogance, and entitlement. Big one. Probably one of the most common ones. An inflated ego can lead you to have this sense of superiority, arrogance, and entitlement. And these are things that hinder your life. You don't collaborate effectively with others when you have this inflated ego, because you think you're better than everyone else. You don't have great relationships with other people when you have an inflated ego because you think you are better than everyone around you and that others don't deserve your time and energy, right? It creates interpersonal conflicts. And it damages your relationship with others. Because whilst having an ego is good, having an inflated one isn't. It doesn't help you create a healthier life, and cultivate healthier relationships. It does the opposite. When you have an inflated ego, it's so big that it doesn't fit the room, and it just puts everyone else uneased. People have to walk on eggshells, and people don't even feel good being around that kind of energy. And I know you know what I'm on about, because I know you've experienced this in your life, because I have. I've been around people where their ego was just <laughs> crazy inflated. And you almost have to think like, is this the energy that I want to be around? No. So I will not expect other people to be around me if I have that kind of ego, right? It works both ways. closed mindedness This is also a very popular one, The idea of an excessive ego can make you resistant to even considering other people's perspectives, ideas, or feedback. You are so caught up in your own world of believing that you know it all, that you do it all best, that you do it all right, that you fail to see or to even acknowledge other people's perspectives. And... Views and ideas and feedback How many times Have you said I already know that? How many times Have you heard someone else say I already know that? That comes from a place of ego When you're not even willing to listen and acknowledge That's ego you can learn from everyone Everyone has something to offer to your life. So when someone's trying to share something with you and you're like, I already know that. Even if that is true, even if you do already know that, listen. Give yourself a chance and accept that there is learnings that you can take from the world. Accept that you don't know everything and that you can learn so much more if you just open your mind. So when you have an excessive ego, you become more resistant to consider other people's thoughts, perspectives, and ideas. And this, of course, then limits your personal growth. If you're not willing to learn from anyone because you believe you already know it all, then you're not going to grow personally. It's going to hinder your learning. It's going to block you from effectively problem solving. It's going to present itself as a way of slowing you down in life just because your ego was too big for you to accept that there is more that you need to know, that there is more that you could know, and that everyone is a lifelong student of life. Poor decision making. A distorted ego can cloud your judgment, and this happens so often, which then leads you to poor decision making. If you have an ego that is so distorted, you're going to make poor decisions because you're not taking all the factors into account because you believe you don't need to take all the factors into account. Or worse, you believe you've already taken all the factors into account when really you dismissed, discarded, avoided, and ignored all the factors that you could have taken into account. So this is going to cause you to prioritize your own interests without even considering the broader consequences and perspectives. We all know people who have made decisions without even considering the consequences and then later on regretted it. Wouldn't it have been so much easier if you just took everything into consideration before making that decision? But again, ego can cloud judgment. So sometimes what may seem obvious from the outside as it seems obvious right now as we're speaking about it, it doesn't always feel obvious in the moment. Difficulty accepting criticism. A fragile ego can make individuals highly sensitive, I mean this, highly, highly sensitive, to criticism, which then results in defensiveness, which then results in defensiveness, denial, or simply an inability to acknowledge and learn from mistakes. And this is so, so critical to having you navigate in life. Feedback is probably one of the most important things that you can get in your life, right? Because you can only see things from your perspective and from your world, but having that, outsider's perspective can help you to see things that you couldn't see by yourself or that you were too clouded to even see in the first place. But if you don't even want to accept feedback or you get defensive or you just deny it or you just don't want to acknowledge it, I'm not saying you have to agree with every single piece of criticism that you get given because Let's be honest, a lot of people's feedback isn't that great. And so to sit here and tell you that you have to agree with every feedback that you get from people would be silly. You don't have to agree, but I think you should listen. And I mean that. I think you should definitely give it a shot in terms of listening. I think you should sit down and just let yourself understand someone else's perspective, even if you disagree with it. And I want to give you an example. I do this exercise, and I tend to do it every year. And what I do is, I will message the closest people in my life at the time. This might change from year to year, but every year, at some point during the year, I will message the closest people in my life. And I will literally ask them for feedback. It will literally be a message on WhatsApp and it will be something along the lines of like, yo, I know this is super random, but I'm trying to understand more about myself and I just wanted to get your feedback. Would you mind just telling me, and please be brutally honest, about what you think are my strengths and what you think are my weaknesses from your perspective? And please feel free to be brutally honest. I just generally want to listen and hear the feedback. I I do this every year and then people will reply to me in their own time and the goal of that exercise isn't to argue the points that the people made. No, no, no. no. The point of the exercise is, apart from humbling your ego, (laughs) which is what it does, it's for you to just listen. I don't message people asking for their opinion and their view of me. And by the way, notice how I said that I only message with closest people. And I do that because I trust their views. It's not about agreeing, it's about trusting. I trust that the views that they're giving me are the truest, well-intentioned views, and honest ones. They're not sugarcoating things, they're not lying to me, they're just being honest and transparent. And so. I go to my closest people and ask them this question because I trust that I'm going to get solid real transparent and honest feedback even if I don't disagree with it even if I don't think it's true for me I still want to hear their experience and view and so often what happens is people will reply to me and they'll give me their thoughts and they'll give me brutally honestly their feedback on what they think my strengths are and what they think my weaknesses are. And I just say, thank you. I appreciate it. Right? I don't go and try to argue what they said. I don't go and try to defend myself on what they said. I don't go and try and say, no, no, but this wasn't... uh, No, I don't do any of that. I accept the feedback. Right? I accept the feedback. It doesn't matter if I agree with it or I disagree with it. The point of the exercise isn't to agree or disagree. The point of the exercise is to listen, to embrace, and to accept. It's not to agree, you don't have to agree with it. And in fact, I'll tell you something. A lot of the feedback that I get, I can see some validity to it, but there's also a lot of feedback that I get when I do this exercise that, quite honestly, I just disagree. And it's not true. And it might have been that they just misunderstood or misinterpreted something from a certain experience. And that's fine. I don't argue, I just say, thank you, I appreciate it. Because they took the time to give me their view. And then I reflect on that feedback, and then I make a decision. And that decision is, does this feedback have merit? Is it valid? And sometimes it is, and then I need to go and Reflect on what I can do to be better and do better. And sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's not true. It might have been just a certain misunderstanding or misinterpretation that came from an experience and might have been just an exception. It might have been something that was an off day type of situation. And, you know, that's fine. I do the filtering. I don't do any arguing. I listen, I embrace, I hold space. And then in my own time, I do the filtering of what I think is useful and productive and constructive for me, and what I feel like it's just not true and it's just not making any sense to me. But this is a really good exercise in increasing your ability to accept criticism. Because one of the reasons your ego can be destructive to you is in that it causes difficulty in accepting criticism. Relationship strain. An excessive ego can strain interpersonal relationships because what happens in relationships is if you have a excessive ego you're going to prioritize your own needs you're going to dismiss the feelings of others you're going to have these sort of power dynamics and power struggles and this isn't great it doesn't make the other person feel great and it doesn't contribute towards your overall relationships. Prioritizing your own needs is important, but when you're in a relationship, or when you have a relationship with someone, whether that be your friend, your colleague, your partner, your family, you have to be considerate. Because you cannot create a healthy relationship with whoever it is without being considerate. And an excessive ego causes relationship strains because an excessive ego causes you to be inconsiderate. So of course it's going to hinder communication, collaboration, empathy, compassion, it's going to hinder all of that and those are things that you need for healthy relationships. I think it's important that today we note one thing, ego is not binary. Ego exists on a spectrum and you need a healthy balance because not only Does the ego relate to yourself, but it relates to your relationship with everyone else? You need a healthy balance because it helps you and your own personal well-being, but you also need a healthy balance because how else are you going to foster relationships and interactions with others? In a healthy manner, that is. So you need to develop a relationship with your ego so that you can use it in the right ways. So that you can benefit from it in the best ways. And I could probably make a whole another episode on how you can increase and improve your relationship with your ego, but I'll give you two things to leave today's episode note on, which is developing self-awareness and cultivating emotional intelligence are two of the keys that will help you manage your relationship with your ego in a way that is constructive and beneficial. In a way that is positive and productive. In a way that is useful and helpful. Develop that relationship with your ego and watch how your life becomes so much more powerful because you learned how to use it in the right ways. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so, so much. Please share this episode with someone that you believe would benefit immensely from listening to it. Please share it. That would mean the world to me. Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe, leave us a review. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world for the podcast. Thank you. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then please make sure to listen to the next one to find out what's up and What's next?